fine's cool and you can live your life being fine, but you could also be great. You know, you can live your life being great. So do I want to be fine and comfortable or do I want to maybe push and be slightly uncomfortable so that I can be great instead of just fine for now? This is Champagne is also a band podcast. One songwriter, one song. I'm Sven, your host for a journey into the music of Champaign-Urbana. Recorded in the Blue Box studio with a songwriter from the Champaign-Urbana music scene, past or present. Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to be a part of the Champagne Showers podcast network. Welcome to Champagne is also a band podcast. Today I have Mousepad, and you may know Mousepad from his work with Half House Studios. And so, Mousepad, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's uh, it's great to be here. So today we're going to be listening to your song "Fine for Now" off of your album "Right Person, Wrong Time." So, without further ado, let's listen to the song. Okay. I think that it is some 
Welcome back, Mousepad. My first and favorite question to always ask is, what came first? Was it the music or was it the lyrics? So, because I'm also a producer, a lot of the time I'll make my music with the, you know, beat and everything first. But I'll know the feeling I'm going for when I make it. So, it's like I have the idea in mind, but the beat has to match what my thought is so that I can successfully put down into the song, you know, what I intended for it. So I would say the beat. That's interesting. I'm, I'm always curious. Let's just describe a little bit. As a producer, you compose, you produce a lot of music mm-hmm. that is, you know, kind of driven by intention, but not necessarily driven by words. Like, what is usually the first step if you're like, I'm going to write a beat today? Or you're going to, I want to work on a beat today. What is your first step? My first step would be, I usually try to imagine something. I'll think of the vibe that I want to go for. Like, what famous artist could I sell this beat to? You know, and then I'll start making the beat and I'll just sit there and rap nonsense or sing nonsense over it. Because if I can't sing or rap on it in four or five different ways, then how can I get anybody on it? You know, it might be too complicated kind of thing. So I guess I have an artist in mind when I make it. A lot of the beats I make as well, I just make like in front of the person. So I'll, you know, I'll be like, what are we feeling today? You know, what do you want to give off with your music today? You know, and they'll give me a vibe to start with too, which is also uh, super helpful. And the more you know an artist, the easier it is to make music for them. So so what was the feeling that you wanted to go with when you started this? I worked on that album actually for like three years. And so when I make my albums, I like to tell like a story. So it's not necessarily that compilation of songs, but I like to have a full story front to back. Yeah, when I made that song, it was kind of one of those things where a lot of the time I just feel like I'm gliding through, you know, it's fine for now. Hmm. Like right now it's fine. I can worry about what the consequences are later and or like if that's not going to work later, because a lot of the time I'll get into you know, whatever it is, whether it be a relationship or, you know, something, and then I'll start to overthink it. And I'm like, well, you know what? It's fine for now. So let's not think about what could be and just exist in, you know, right now. So you wrote all of the music, the instrumentals behind this entire album, as well as this song. When you write the instrumental parts, are you sitting with like a guitar? Are you sitting with like a keyboard? I'm curious, like, where does this all start to kind of come together and, yeah. and and form into a beat even. I don't really know how to play instruments super well, but I do know how to like work a computer super well. So I usually, I just started, especially with this album, I started out with like tracking the main part, which for the most part is guitar. So I'll make the chord progression for the guitar, slowly start looping things over it until I have like a solid bass for my chorus because I got to know where I'm getting to, I guess. Mm. And then I can build up or take down from there. But I'd say, yeah, guitar is probably the first thing that I do. And I don't know how to play it super well. So I attempt like 10 different times to record the eight bar loop that I need. <laughs> eight bar, 16 bar loop I need. And a lot of those, especially in that first verse, like right after the first chorus, I'm like playing each guitar string one by one because I can't like move my fingers to <laughs> fit the guitar the way it's supposed to. Wow. Okay. I pictured kind of more of you sitting with like an acoustic and coming up with chords and et cetera. Mm. And like, so it, I just it, get straight to the point. I just get straight yeah. to the sound design <laughs> I'm looking for. Cause I'm not, in, like I said, I'm not instrumentalist. So I have to do a lot of the editing inside of Ableton. And if I sat there with an acoustic guitar, I probably would never make anything because I don't know how to play uh-huh. it very well. Well, that's interesting. Like, I'm very curious because, you know, for me, I tend to think about music theory and I was, I wasn't sure if I wanted to be like 
can we geek out about chords for a little bit? And what, what key this is in and et cetera and et cetera. And, and I am fascinated with, and, and there's no right answer or right or wrong way. Mm-hmm. It's just because in the end, the result is the same. Yeah. You get, you get something that is a reflection of your intention of your music. You just think about how it sounds, how right? It, yeah. Like, how it sounds, how, how it makes me feel. I just kind of, pick up the guitar and move my fingers around on it maybe have like a chord chart pulled up so i can like you know get close to what i want and then i'll move them around a little bit and like i understand the music theory you know mm-hmm. i did band and stuff so i know what sounds good and what i can use with what but a lot of the time it's just like a feeling of okay this sounds good and it's making me feel how i want it to make me feel so that's that's all i needed <laughs> so you started to put together the beat you have the beat when did the words come into it like how did you how did you integrate that and then Mm -hmm. i mean you knew that this would be a song when you were generating the beats that it would be about this idea of well it's fine for now i'll I'll get to it at some point so when i make uh my songs what i'll do is i'll make the instrumental i'm a producer so that's like the foremost like i have to have the instrumental right and then i will just pull up like a mic kind of how we're doing it right now just like right in my face and i'll uh just kind of sing over it like several several different times but record it until i have you know i'll write down some lyrics that i like but fine for now just like you know as i'm listening to it you know am i fine for now and it's fine okay wait this could you know this could be the chorus part the catchy you know part of the chorus and then i'll shape my words around that so i just sing i demo it and then i guess for this one like a year later i went back and i fixed my like lyrics that i didn't really like that i just said and I just re-recorded it so that it was not in demo form. Because my demo, when I do that, I do it with like in front of my desk, but I have a whole booth. So I, you know, I demo in front of my desk because it's so much work to run back and forth between, right. you know, it's like, <laughs> okay, now I sing. Like I'm always out of breath by the time I get into the booth. So I just demo it. And then I have my roommate, also producer, Whip Trip 6, just record me once I'm ready yeah. to record record you're recording the guitar you, you did the bass as well or yep. is it was that bass drum all of was that synth or was that a, a bass a bass guitar? bass okay mm-hmm. bass guitar okay the some of the drums sound like they're they're sampled drums is yeah. that usually how you especially in that song half of them are sampled and half of them is just the like high ends of like real drums because i already have my kick and i already have my snare i don't need to blend those but i have like the high end just so i can get that real drum feel to it but also it's not like you know it's not but it feels you know the emotion of a real drum set is still there would you say that the first verse well the first verse is and if we're here that's where i am that's Uh, kind of or is that still kind of because it's using the same kind of chorus chords i think the first verse is like once the drums hit and the guitar like goes down to just like the boom 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 yeah I'm like, thank God, stop the start. That's like the first, yeah, um, first verse for me. That's what I was gonna say, but then I was like, wait, mm-hmm. hold on, maybe, maybe I screwed that up. Now I kind of see a little bit more of like you kind of stripped away some of the more heavier hitting spots to kind of differentiate it from the chorus. It's kind of like give it, give it some time to like breathe and then yeah. have the verse come out. One of the things that I was thinking about when i was listening to this song and here's here's like me doing a little bit of my interpretations uh-huh. that i was thinking of and i feel like i just went down a, a rabbit hole and then said wait you know what forget it we're gonna do this <laughs> one of the things that i was thinking about is when i think of like the subject or the character in the song like sometimes you can be like okay that's the author that's the specific yeah. author person and i feel like in in this you are the author person that is speaking but I also feel like it's this, there's this weird juxtaposition that in the lyrics you create a kind of out of time. I want to say it almost feels like procrastination of existence. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you're talking about the past or you're talking about something that just happened or you're thinking about like right now. And I feel like there's that weird feeling as I'm listening to this, like there's a very matter of fact it we're in this moment but whatever it doesn't matter but then it's also a reflection upon what happened and and so i i guess that for me i kept thinking about it's this weird 
being the young inexperienced person but then also looking back as an older experienced person but having them exist at the same time yeah so it's it's this i, I don't know that it's just maybe it's because of my age um that i think about these things a lot of of like how would i have looked at this at the age that you're at right now like when i was much younger would i would <laughs> when i was much younger how would i have thought about this and then how would i mm -hmm. look at it you know how do i look at it now and so to me this this was that kind of exercise listening to the song and listening to the lyrics and was there an actual event that precipitated this or was it because you said that this took a, a year to kind of put together and yeah. form together so it's it's interesting that maybe you started this with a certain thought in much the same way as this song and then you had a self-reflection back and so those two elements kind of came together because of that so i'm yeah. curious is that kind of how it it rolled out you know it is based off i guess specific things but it's more of like a cultivation of a lot of different experiences i had with relationships at the time because i feel like a, a lot of the time timing is like everything especially in a relationship like you could be perfect but there's just something at that time that is like pulling you apart it's in that moment which is kind of what the album is based off of of like being with the right person but there's just certain circumstances that keep it from staying you know right and fine for now is sort of like an in your head piece in the sense of like when i'm in my head thinking about things and how to react to certain situations you know i think about things that have happened so you know i don't make the same mistakes I think about how I'm feeling directly right now, because that's also very important to know what your limits are, what you could do and handle right now. And then I think about the future because I'm like, all right, if I make this decision, how will it affect me in the future? That's kind of how the song is, is in a sense. It's like the whole time I'm just in my head thinking about the scenario I'm in before I get into this relationship where it's like, okay, is this... A good idea let's think about what happened before let's think about what happened right now let's think about how i'm feeling right now let's think about how this is going to affect the future you know yeah you know in a way it's all of those things any any thoughts i have in my head i think about it's like those laying down at night sleep thoughts mm -hmm. where you're thinking about what you did earlier in the day you're thinking about how you feel about what you did earlier in the day and then you're like all right well what do i have to do tomorrow you know kind of one of those similar things but with an exact situation the right person wrong time i don't know i guess i guess you could say i don't necessarily regret the choices that i've had in my life but that thought will haunt you for exactly ever yeah. ever and ever because you know it's it's human nature to wonder because of our finite existence to wonder exactly what paths we could have taken or choice you know mm -hmm. see now i'm i'm fresh off of chatting you know listening to the interview with zen so i'm all about thinking about our, yeah. our own existence you're like in your 20s right yeah i'm 25 oh, okay <laughs> but i made oh. the, i started making this when i was like 21 maybe and okay. then i put it out when i was 23 24 2022 so, so what is time yeah um what yeah so a year ago it's been about two years so maybe 2021 is when i put it out i can't, well, it's been a lot of music since then whether by me or other people so i just Sometimes I forget, but I think it's been, it's going to be, it's been a year and a half. I put it out on my birthday oh. and I think in 2021. So now I'm going to just tell you what my favorite part of this song is because please, it's funny because I really, I love, I love the energy, but I think the part that gets me, a lot of musicians in their music don't always take the time to let a thought breathe. And I feel like when you have the breakdown where you change key, you actually kind of go into some minors, you use mm -hmm. some nice sevenths in there, you know, so your, your D all of a sudden, instead of having a C sharp is a, anyway, sorry, there's that. <laughs> I, did, I did, I did a little analysis. But, For the record, I um, had no idea what I was doing when I did that, but I'm glad that there's some music theory behind what I did. You know what sounds good. Yeah, so that's, I know the feelings the trick, that it right? gives, right. You did some of those nice turnarounds i always call them that when i hear like certain sevenths are used it's like mm -hmm. kind of a well okay here we go mm -hmm. and and i feel like 
you do a nice moment where it was a guitar and drums and bass kind of sound that you had and then all of a sudden here's almost your uh contemplative your your like reevaluation moment yeah where you're just like uh, and i can't say whether this is like the the consequence moment or it's the just thinking about the consequences moment so i anyway Mm -hmm. that's that's still up in the air but i love how there's all of a sudden this the piano breaks down there's kind of a a calming kind of the ocean calms for a second so that you can look out and you're not overwhelmed by all the other things you're only overwhelmed by your situation yeah to me that's my favorite moment and it's really just because it's such a contrast and instead of the piece continuing on and going forward with the it's fine for now it's fine for now it's fine for now Mm -hmm. you actually start exploring within the piece additional feelings which i think that that gives this piece instead of it feeling like a pop song it feels like it has a little bit more depth and so i i to me i really appreciate that because it has it has an extra dimension that gives it a nice round base Mm -hmm. um and so anyway that's that's kind of my favorite part but i also say here's here's my little caveat is that i feel like it wouldn't be as much of my favorite part if it wasn't for how nice the driving part before it was like so yeah. the the pop yeah the, the the bring down from what was like elevated energy is what makes it be as effective as it is mm-hmm. so it's like it, it they kind of have to have that pendulum swing right that's one of my favorite and i i like you use that as the exit for the song it's like a day and night cycle so like during the day you know you're still thinking about it but it's way more like upbeat and in and out of your head at the switch it's like now i'm just at night sitting here in my own thoughts the first part of that there's like not many words but there's like a perpetual like fine fine because it's like i'm almost trying to calm myself down Mm. so i can like legitimately think this through because i was just so jumbled in my own head it's just giving like that point where you give yourself a chance to breathe so that you can genuinely think about how you're feeling instead of all of the things previous in your day affecting how you were feeling because i feel like that's a, a thing that happens a lot is like you'll go through the day you'll have a stressful day and then you'll think differently about something to, like during that stressful day than you would at night when you're like calmed down you know so it's kind of just the outwardness of having to go through your day no matter what's going on the life doesn't stop going through your day that's kind of like the beginning part it's like wake up time to go outside do your job and blah 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 but that doesn't mean you don't have personal life things going on but now that i've done my job had my day now i'm just at home sitting in a you know studio thinking about my thoughts which i have you know not all the time in the world but more than enough time to think about so it's like you know giving yourself a chance to breathe like breathe out all of the you know things previous in the day you know so you can focus on how you are emotionally i'm glad that it comes off that way as like a breath or like a a chance to like breathe and think about everything that was just said and like it's funny because both my parents are pastors a lot of the time you know i used to have to talk in church one of the things that they would always tell me was that there's a lot of old people in this audience and if you talk too fast like it takes them like almost a couple seconds to catch up to what you're saying so they're like slow down you know so that people can really understand what you're saying so i talk and i put a lot of pauses just so that people could understand and i think that kind of bleeds into my music in the sense of like you know in the first part you're vibing and then i want people to stop and actually think about like the fact that what i'm saying it means something because mm. if i just make it upbeat the whole time it just sounds like a happy you know pop song but when i slow it down it makes people be like wait well <laughs> yeah we're we're really okay all right we're really there this is something i w- i wanted to bring up earlier but i might as well bring it up now <laughs> is that I like lyrically and also how you arranged it using the the word fine throughout has a different feel all the way through mm-hmm. and and I want to say when you're using it in the chorus it does feel uh, like 
you're using it as a way to convince yourself, you know, it's, yes. it, and you repeat it. So you, you yep. repeat it so many times that it's just like, it's fine for now. It's fine for now. And even I want to say, and maybe this isn't, this, this is how I hear it. Not necessarily maybe how you intend it, but I'm just like each time that you say it. And then when you, the way that you, it sounds like you're using is that auto tune or, yeah. or vocoder. Okay. Mm-hmm. It feels more and more frustrated. Like the punch on it, feels more like you're disgusted with it by the time you finish the last fine for now yeah. like you're just sick of it because um, if you think about it it's like how many times does somebody ask you through your day when you see them they're like hey how you doing and you're like oh i'm fine you know yeah. and then like to at a point you know you're just sick of you even saying that like, you're fine so you're like i'm fine it's good it's kind of how many times can you tell yourself in a day that you're fine knowing that you're not fine um, so it slowly builds up. You know you're not. The more times you lie, the more times you think about how, you know, you're fine. It's fine. You're yeah. fine. Now I want to ask you, what is your favorite part of the song? Oh, I really like that harmony I hit in the very last couple words of the song where it's like, it's fine what I want, what I want. Because it's like, I feel like that like is encompassing the whole song, you know, whether I say it or not, the whole song is about is fine what I want. Fine's cool, and you can live your life being fine, but you could also be great, you know, you can live your life being great. So do I want to be fine and comfortable, or do I want to maybe push and be slightly uncomfortable so that I can be great instead of just fine for now? The ending part where I put the harmony there, because I'm just like, this is this is probably the most important words of the whole thing is, is fine what I want, because, you know, you tell yourself everything's fine, it's fine. And then you're like, but like, is that really what I want? Like this fine, is this what this fine I'm describing is, is that what I really want or do I want to be good? You know, hopefully I'm remembering the same spot that you're mentioning, but I remember, you know, when you're talking about that, that division of, of like being fine and getting what you want, I feel like harmony wise, there's, there's a spot where you're, you're singing a line and also the the auto-tune feels like it's doing this slide away from that note. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I, I, I was thinking about that. It's like kind of a, it, it's a really cool sound. But yeah, I, I'm kind of feeling like that's the division of the two, you know, the two intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, Fun fact, if you want to use auto-tune and have it really work and really make your voice sound full and you sing slightly off like slightly flat or slightly sharp and for some reason when the auto tune is like i gotta correct that it like sounds way cooler and way more like intentionality in doing it instead of like what i don't want to happen is to some for someone to think that i'm not using it then all of a sudden you hear one note and you're like oh wait they have auto tune like i want the purpose of it for people to know offer it like i'm like there's there's auto tune and it means it means something you know yeah Auto-tune, to me, it's not just to be a pitch correction. It's there to be a sound. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be an effect. I, I think you use it really effectively and well. Thank you. So, it, it, sounds, it sounds great. I also like to emote while I sing. You know, I think that's, like, super important. I do a lot of, like, growls and, like, a lot of, like, I'm not happy <laughs> while I'm singing it. Right. Or, well, I'm, you know, in real life at that moment, I'm happy. But, like, at the, the idea behind the song, I like auto-tune because it gives me the freedom to actually feel because I don't, I'm not the strongest singer. I can hit notes. You know, and I can see my little heart out, but the autotune gives me the freedom to actually feel what I'm saying instead of worrying about hitting the notes correctly. Which, again, as a producer, the most important thing for me is just, do I feel something from it? And it doesn't have to be like a real feeling, you know, do I just feel happy? Do I, and do I feel like I want to bounce my head, you know? But hmm. specifically, at least in my music, I like to truly put how I'm feeling and emphasize specific words. And so to do that with the auto-tune, I'm able to growl, but still sustain my note or add more oomph to it without losing the note. Instead of just being accurate, it's honest. Yes. I know that one impression of auto-tune is like that that's, that's to cheat or whatever, but you're also using it as a way of letting your performance be genuine yeah. and then have have the auto-tune accentuate what gets created yes, from that. So I think much. that, I guess I was just doing a clarify to make sure I was understanding yeah, correctly because yeah. I must admit I've never 
messed around with autotune i it's a great it's time. probably it's it's probably because uh my current daw is mm. is older than what is well it? not older than you but it's um, like a windows xp kind of deal oh <laughs> uh, well um the is it might it might actually i think my operating system is xp but i'm also not connected to the internet so ah, you it, don't even need that yeah. right so um but no this is um this is sonar sonar oh, okay. 8.5 so mm. like way like yeah. okay this this program's probably mm, 18 years old but it yeah. it works so you yeah, know i'm no, able to I mean, do it but i mean it my, job, so. my computer is on its last legs anyway <laughs> i mean i'm i'm down to i'm down to my last 80 gig mm. on the drive and so it's i'm like what am i gonna do so i i feel a lot of pain and suffering in my future <laughs> trying to figure it out yeah because there's a lot of things I have that it it's just it works. So yeah. I'm afraid of switching, switching up the tool, not working. Yeah. yeah, that's very fair. That's very fair. Yeah. My last question in this section is, why did you pick this song as the song you wanted to talk about today? I don't know. I just really like that song. It's one of my favorite songs. My favorite song I've ever made it hasn't been released yet, but it oh. exists. It'll be in an album I'm putting out next year. But this is my second favorite song yeah. that I've ever made because it feels very true to myself. I feel like it feels very true to a lot of people's feelings of the sense of like, we're all just going through motions because life never stops. No matter how hard you are, you feel emotionally like you just have to, it's fine for now. Sometimes you have to tell yourself that to get through the day. And I also just really love the instrumental for it as well. Like it's very, I don't know. Like I said, one of my favorite songs that I've ever made. I'm also putting together a band right now for myself, you know, as you, you all can hear. And if you go and listen to the full album, it's a lot of instrumental. Like I just... Again, I don't know how to play guitar. If you asked me to play any song that wasn't my own song on guitar, I would have no clue because I just mm -hmm. felt around to, you know, see what sounds good. But I'm putting a band together and we're learning a lot of my first album because I just want to play. I just want the oomph to it. You know, I go to a lot of open mics or I go to a lot of events and I'll plug my phone in or send my songs to a DJ. And it just, you know, nothing sounds as full as all of the instruments actually being there. I don't know. It's just something I've always wanted to do, too. And so I'm trying to promote this album a bit more again, even though it's like two or three projects ago for me, because one, it's still my favorite project I've made. And two, hopefully by the start of next year, if not, a, you know, a couple months in, I'll have a live set to be able to perform most of these songs with an actual band. It'll be a very big mixture of just me like live producing but also having drums and a guitar i'll be playing bass and singing and stuff so we'll see how i add it on i don't know maybe i'll get a pianist one day but also it's hard to organize people you know that all have <laughs> yeah. lives because everybody's yeah. out there like it's fine for now so you know it's hard to sometimes reach people but i'm excited it's gonna be good i'll probably end up putting a, an acoustic version out of the already acoustic album that i put out but because everything sounds different right you know, I'm playing it on different different types of guitars and different people are playing it. So and it's funny because I'm trying to teach them how to play it, but I made it three years ago, you know, maybe more. So I'm like trying to remember it, but also I'm like, you know, I don't know. I just, I felt it. <laughs> like, I don't remember how I right. did it quite, but I'm trying to, you know, and so it, it all sounds different because I also don't, I told them all like pretty fast. I don't need it to all sound the same. I could just listen to Spotify if I went to a show and you sounded exactly like, you know, what sounds Spotify. So I do want it to be, you know, slightly different. I think that everybody should go listen to the whole project and then listen one more time. Because I always think that the first listen is for the vibe check. And the second listen is where you actually understand what's going on. So I'd say go ahead and listen. And especially if you're going through some rough times. If you ever had somebody that you felt was the right person for you, but the timing just did not line up correctly, you know, whether, whatever that be, I think you should go listen. Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to support Jubilee Cafe. Jubilee Cafe is a free weekly meal program at Community United Church of Christ, 805 South 6th Street in Champaign, Illinois. Jubilee Cafe serves a home-cooked meal from 5 to 6.30 each Monday. Their mission is to feed hungry people by cooking healthy, delicious meals and by serving their guests restaurant-style with servers waiting on tables. Jubilee Cafe is open to anyone who cares to eat with them. 
because food insecurity among students is so high, they serve students as well as others in and around the Champaign-Urbana community who struggle with hunger. Meals are free to all and will be served each Monday evening. Located in the accessible lower level of the building at 6th and Daniel Streets in Champaign. For more information on the meal or how to volunteer, go to the Jubilee Cafe CUCC Facebook page or email them at jubilee.cafe at community-ucc.org. That's jubilee.cafe at community dash U-C-C dot org. Welcome back. So, Mousepad, what is your favorite Champaign-Urbana venue? <sighs> My favorite Champaign-Urbana venue, I'm obligated to say Canopy Club, but I really, really love how I sound just about every time when we do a show at Rose Bowl. I've only done like two or three there, but we just did the Pygmalion Festival recently, and our show that we did was at Rose Bowl. I don't think I've ever done a show there and been like, I can't hear myself, or like, this isn't hitting the way that it's supposed to hit, you know? So I always feel like my sound is really good there, but Canopy is just like family when I go in there. I know everybody. I'm like, hey, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Just because we're there so often and then they do give us a lot of opportunities and they give, you know, rap a lot of opportunities. They're probably still one of the only venues that truly puts on rap or hip hop full shows. You know, a lot of other venues will do rap and hip hop, but they'll sprinkle it in, mm. you know, like even house shows, which I also like doing, but they'll sprinkle in like one or two rappers, but the rest is like bands or singer songwriter kind of things. But Canopy is like one of the only places still in Champaign that lets you put on like a full rap show. I've seen mm. some other people do it, but it's not as common for sure. It's like this sense of they're actually going in full commitment, yeah. you know, like they're, they're following through with committing which, to it. Which is part of the reason why I want to put together a band from earlier, because I'm like, you know, most people don't accept if you're just going to go up there and rap and sing over, you know, an instrumental they want, they like bands. So I'm like, I just yeah. need to get a band and then I can play wherever because, you know, they're not looking at me as a rapper anymore. They're looking at me as a, mm. you know, a band. People appreciate artistry, you know, and there's artistry in making the song, but performing it with just, you know, a backing. Some people like, do not get me wrong. I love, I'll go to a concert any day for, you know, a rapper that's just rapping over instrumental, but there's something about the artistry and the like, I don't know, people want to be impressed as well. Like the music scene, the music is so oversaturated that if you're not mm. impressing, then you know they'll just forget when you leave you know and so it's like when you show up and you have you know a band and you're all like tight playing together and you know all that people will assume that you know more about music than you actually do mm. just because you're playing it live well and and you could make the argument that people feel like their their dollar is going further because yeah. they get to see more people no i'm just <laughs> well yeah well, yeah instead of one you get four yeah you know my question also is what do you think makes a good music scene collaboration and i say that a lot when and that's you know a lot of the reason why i do half house is because i don't want to be just by myself making music like it's so much more boring i would not know nearly as much as what i know right now if i didn't get to troubleshoot and learn by working with other people recording other people you know hearing what they say you know on songs hearing how blah 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 and so i think collaboration is a huge aspect because why create several different good things when you can just come together and create something that's great and timeless hmm because there's more brains on it. Unfortunately, especially in the rap community, there's a lot of ego involved, right? You wanna be the best, it's just you, yourself, because that's kind of how the, the genre is set up to be at this point, unfortunately. Because it used to be rap groups, you know, but now it's slowly getting more and more into just people wanting to make their own music, their own way, how they wanna make it, and adding another source in kind of ruins what they were going for sometimes. So I just think collaboration is so key in a good music scene collaboration and understanding because it's also like 
most of the time people aren't going to put out their greatest thing like their greatest verse with you so it's like understanding in the sense of like we're all just trying to grow like nobody's great nobody's perfect nobody out here is blown up you know hundreds of thousands of listeners a month so we're all just kind of in the same boat and once people realize that there's more collaboration and there's more understanding with it one of the things in collaboration in general like when you can create music even if you're making it by yourself if you mm -hmm. collaborate with others in terms of even just criticism or that you mm -hmm. are no longer just creating music based upon your standards but you're making it meet several people's yes. standards it, it's like that I don't know if accountability is the right word, but your creation then isn't just accountable to you. It's accountable to a bunch of people that are lending their opinion and right. just basically makes everything better. Yeah. You will grow exponentially faster by just putting out music and getting feedback from it. Because, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people gatekeep their music because, mm. to me, the second you show your song to another person... It's already passed your your vibe test. You know, you might have mm. a couple things that you know you need to fix, but it's already passed your vibe check. You're just seeing if your vibe check is as accurate as somebody else's. You know, a lot of the time, somebody will be really excited about a song, play it, and the other person just for some reason isn't as excited as them, and then they'll just sit on it for like however long until they forget that that person wasn't as excited as they were. And I'm like, just put out, put out the music. Get a couple ears that you trust on it, you know, because it's always nice to have more ears on it. But then just put out put out your music i put i put something on my instagram story about that the other day i was like like artists need to be able to feel free to be seen trying you know a lot of people think that what they have to put out is perfect but you have to allow yourself to try and be seen trying because that's the journey right the journey is really important i had a lot of people swipe up on that story and were like thank you i needed to hear that and i was like yeah just put your freaking music out you've been creating music for some time i i you know i, I <laughs> and you've had experience a couple days really just <laughs> just last week yeah, um, here's my quest is i want to encourage more people to just just send it put put that music out mm -hmm. you know it you make a good point of like it shouldn't just be the most perfect thing it should be this is how i'm getting to the point at which i want to be you know perfect You're learning. music is also super boring hmm. my opinion right i think that you know especially if you go listen to the project that we were just talking about i have a lot of like mistakes that i just chose to not fix because i was like i that like I, I remember exactly what i was feeling and why that mistake even happened because you know hmm. I was like getting choked up or something and so like my voice cracked slightly or I didn't maybe quite get to the note but there's like real emotion behind what I did so it's like I don't know perfect it depends on what your opinion of perfect is hmm. you know if perfect is zero mistakes everything is clean everything cuts together you lose a lot of emotion in trying to make something perfect like I have people who will record their verse with me and I'm like this sounds great and then like two weeks later they'll be like I want to do a re-record and they're like, it just doesn't sound the same. Like, I don't know. I'm like, because you're not in the same headspace. You're not feeling the mm -hmm. same thing you were feeling when you were just writing it and rapping it in front of me, you know, two weeks ago. It's hard to replace some of the times that you record and have the emotion in there. So some of the most beautiful music is in the, like, imperfection and when you're, like, really in it. You know, if you go see any big band live, yeah, maybe their recordings are perfect, but, like live there's just emotion behind it there's different variables and so it sound that's why it sounds better that's why people like it more and can really resonate because it's live the feeling is all in there what do you think you know the champagne urbana music scene could do better collaborate yeah i think i mean i just said that for seriously just collaborate like everybody's so stuck in their own path and it's like all these paths can just literally cross you just have to reach out to people that you want to work with. I mean, I think everything is attainable. You just have to try. And the worst that's going to happen is it doesn't work. And then you go back to doing exactly what you were doing. I don't know. There's been a lot of things where I'm like, oh, I probably can't do that. And then I'm like, yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'll try. You know, why not? And then it works. So it's like just collaborate and try things seriously. It's also just really hard to get people to come out to shows in this town now I don't know what to do 
to fix that besides be a bigger artist or you know promote your music with like real money or something but it's like it's hard to get people to come out and it's no one's fault it's just you know the way champagne is is that on most weekends we have a lot of venues in town so on most weekends it's very spread out you know some people play more than one show on a weekend or something and so the amount of people at shows just sort of like could be high so it's not even the artist's fault people go out and support local music don't wait for your favorite singer songwriter rapper from out of town to come in town to go outside like there's amazing music out there in this town you just have to go you know check it out you might find your new favorite artist out there collaboration and attendance seriously Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to support Exile on Main Street. Exile on Main Street, located in the old train station building at 100 North Chestnut Street in downtown Champaign, has been helping to build record collections since 2004, carrying a wide array of new and used LPs, CDs, and video games. Exile on Main Street has something for just about any music enthusiast and old school gaming devotee. Exile also hosts regular free live music shows on its stage, so be sure to check out their Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for the up-to-date details on the next upcoming event. Open seven days a week. They can be reached by phone at 217-398-MAIN. That's 217-398-6246. Welcome back. So, Mousepad, what is your favorite non-musical thing or things? I pretty much make music. I bartend and I I play video games, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like to play like competitive video games. It gets my it gets my competitiveness out in a form that isn't like with people I actually know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I also just like to go to shows. You know, whether I'm performing or not, I just like to go out and I I can tell it means a lot to people when you're able to go out and just support them and their endeavors because I, you know, I want the same support. So I also just, even if I don't have a show, I like to just kind of go hop around and, you know, see who's performing and, you know, try to make a little bit more connections. But pretty much what I do is wake up music, take a nap music and then maybe some more music uh, and then at nighttime when I'm done with all my sessions and stuff like that for the day I just play you know some video games for a little bit of time I mean you said competitive video games like what what video games are like Rocket League or like 2k24 NBA I've been playing a lot recently you know some nice GTA online I don't know just like games that make me get my blood pumping a little bit you know not not Mm. as casual which i do like casual games but i don't know i like a little bit of competitiveness a little bit of sweat and do you do that online competitive or do you have people over and you play Oh, okay Uh, but we also do you know we'll have people over and do it um but i like games that like to make me think too strategy games things like that what's your favorite strategy game right now my favorite strategy game is mechabellum it's like a newer game. It's kind of like chess. You like put your, you, you have like a bunch of different troop types and then you can like, you get like a certain amount of money per turn that exponentially grows. And then you like want to put out like your troops to like match up in a line and counter what your opponent's putting out. And then, you know, they, it's all like automated fighting. So you just like put it out and you just let them go to work. And mm. you know, there's like a, there's a strategy to it. Cause it's like, you know, it's whatever's closest to them that they target kind of thing so like spacing is a huge thing in it too i don't know it really makes me think that's probably my favorite right now otherwise a more popular one we play civilization a lot which is also pretty fun strategy game we've been playing civilization six civ six and that game is basically like you start with you know one city and then you try to build your cities Mm -hmm. you try to there's like uh, several different ways you can win in the game you can win by like conquering everybody just like fighting them and you know you be, you can also win with like a culture victory by like having reaching a certain amount of culture before anybody else. You can also win with science. You can win with religion. You can win with a lot of different things in it. Um, <laughs> you can win with textiles. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you can win with whatever you want, really. In the game. So it's so different than you know 
Pac-Man. You know, I mean, there's some strategy to that, but yeah, it's I'll so different. A, I can play some mean Pac-Man too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you ever been out and seen those like Pac-Man like one v one v one v one machines? It's no. like four person pa- pl- four player pack. It's so cool. You know, if you ever, I don't think we have what? one in Champagne, but if I go to like Chicago or I go to like uh, St. Louis or something, I I can find a good arcade bar that has it in it, and it's so fun. <laughs> so it's like four person Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. How does that work? It's like you're all on a map, and you can eat each other. It's kind of like last person standing. You can eat each other, but there's also like ghosts too that you have to avoid. Right. But like when you get the little circle. That makes it so you can eat the ghost. You can also eat the other players. I don't know. It's very interesting. It's it, fun though. <laughs> that it sounds fun, but I'm trying to picture like the the normal game board. But it's so it's probably a lot it's larger. Huge. Oh yeah, like it's yeah. You, okay, <laughs> it's like it's huh. huge, and it's like uh, it's like a table in front of you, and you're just like looking down at the screen. But it's like huh. it's like a big table that has Pac-Man on it. But can you see the other characters if they're not within? Like your yeah no it's like area. one big screen that everybody's oh, okay. on that okay. everyone's looking at like not oh, okay. everybody has their own it's like one ginormous screen okay I I thought I thought perhaps it was like you could only see like uh, a certain yeah. amount of, of space so like all of a sudden if you're going up and then all of a sudden no another you person could see can everything in, but, that would be wow. hard yeah that's what I was <laughs> yeah wow okay now I gotta I gotta find one of those <laughs> mousepad thank you for being on the show and like talking about your song fine for now and you know, talking about the music scene and what we can do better and then your favorite non-musical things. So I really appreciate you coming all the way out here and yeah. chatting with me. Thank you so much for having me. It was a it was a blast. I think this is my first like interview that I didn't either A, talk about Half House the whole time or like didn't have like two or three other artists with me that also mm-hmm. had. So it was just fun to be able to talk about my music. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Champagne is also a band podcast. This is Mousepad reminding you, great music is out there, so go find it where you live. You almost have an NPR voice, it's so good. It's like, okay, now I sing.